Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Here are 10 simple and easy ways to help your lawyer be the best for you and also might keep your costs down as well. Welcome, Mum. Hello, Laura. Hi, everyone. Now, this episode, it doesn't matter what country you're in, but we've gone through and had a little chat about what it is that you wished your clients would do to make your life easier. And when your life is easier, it makes you do better for them, right? That's right. That's right. It just helps. Yeah. So over your time, you've probably seen heaps of things that have hindered it. And we were going to talk about that, but I figured let's just list the top 10 things that you think. Just seriously, this if you've got a lawyer, you're listening right now, you start doing this, this is going to help them and they're going to probably like you a lot more. Oh, you'll be their (laughs) favourite client, (laughs) the no trouble client. Yes. And if you haven't been to a lawyer yet, but you're about to, then this would be a great episode. Excellent. Yes. All right. So number one, And a a couple of them are quite practical. Some of them are like just big rules, but most of them are practical. But this one is not a practical tip. This is a underline, red letter, highlight, capital letters, T-R-U-T-H, truth, tell the truth. So why does it matter, Mum, that uh, how does it help your lawyer if you go in there and tell the truth? Well, you have to tell us the truth. We're a team and we can't repeat what you tell us unless you give us permission to. So it's a safe space um, unless you're going to kill somebody, which case we usually would report you. But you have to tell the truth because almost every time someone fibs to us or to me, the other side outs the truth or the searches will show the truth or it will come out and I don't want it coming out when you're in the witness box and I can't help you anymore on the final day of your trial, Mm. okay? So I need to know what I'm working with. It's like substituting baking powder for for plain flour in a recipe. It might look all right, but it's not going to come out at the end. So you've got to tell the truth. So I guess a lot of people might struggle with telling the truth sometimes if they're embarrassed or... Mm. But it's awkward or there's, I don't know, they're just so ashamed. But the benefits of telling the truth, I guess, when it comes down to it is your costs will be cheaper because if you've got letters back and forth arguing something that's not true, then that's going to cost you a lot of money. But also the relationship with your lawyer, mum, does it affect get affected? Yeah, if my clients, our whole firm, if a client tells lies, we terminate the relationship and won't right. act. Because, and that can be that they'll have to get someone else and start again. And that's because we have to have absolute confidence that we're not telling the court the wrong thing either. Um, You know, so yeah, you you must tell the truth. Most of us, I'm sure it's just second nature. Mm. Um, And don't worry about what you, whether you're going to turn our hair grey or worry. I don't think there's anything that we haven't heard. (laughs) Lawyers have have heard everything. Yeah. Um, and if you've been seeing a new partner before you actually left your old partner, so what? Just say it. You know what yeah. I mean? Just yeah. say it. Uh, it takes all the power out of it. It allows the other side to think, oh, well, I can't use that to blackmail her then, mm. you know. Mm. So what you're mm-hmm. saying is it's better for your case to be yes. truthful, honest. honest and upfront because I guess you could be building the case as well based on lies and then basically it's all going to fall apart at the end when the lie is ripped out from underneath as well. Well, you know, generally in any family law proceedings, because it's such an emotional area, honestly, everyone swears on 
an oath or, or affirms their affidavits the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth, but they're two different stories. And a lot of the time it's just misremembered, you know. Mm. Oh, you know, if you said it was Wednesday but your ex-partner has given a, a diary note that says it was Thursday and they go, oh, it was Thursday. Oh, I could have sworn it was Wednesday. Well, you did just swear it was Wednesday, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, and you can concede that point. Uh, it doesn't matter. People don't, the court doesn't expect you to be precision sharp in all of your material right from the beginning. There are misrememberings, but an un, uh, absolute outright lie uh, is really um, a bad idea. It won't end well for you. If you get away with it and you get through court proceedings and you've socked away a million somewhere, it, it may well come out in the future and the court case can be reopened. So mm. uh, there's no benefit to telling lies. Do lawyers get in trouble if their client does tell lies and it gets up in court as a truth? No, as long as uh, we, we don't know the truth of things, as long as we don't know that it's a lie. Right. But it's a it's a bad look mm. to have your client switch around it means the judge may think you should have been more robust in your questioning of your client but it's right. the client let's remember here the lawyers are helping you with your case you're not helping the lawyers so much mm. and so they're just helping you with the case but if you if you tell fibs you're like you're tying a hand behind their back yeah mm. yeah yeah that's mm. that's not a great idea okay so that let's that first hurdle don't tell lies yeah, just out with it just it all say out. it like it is just yep. rip it off like a band-aid yep. treat them like and a hairdresser it's not as bad as you think you know yeah. they'll go most lawyers go okay and write that down and that's next <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it's the same thing as when you have to be like partially nude with a doctor and you're like oh i'm oh. so embarrassed and doctors are like i don't care okay so number two and this is a more practical one mm. mum, is that you suggest we do emails over phone calls mm. and always start a new email address so that you've got a paper trail and you don't miss any emails from a lawyer. So, mm. so do you have people that miss emails sometimes or does that delay? Yes. Like how does that help to the you? junk mail and it, you're just never sure if they've received it or if they've been if they're distressed and unhappy or things are happening all at once, which they will be, they've just missed it in the melee. So if you start an email address that is a, get a brand new one just for court, give that to your lawyer and then you, you've, it's a way of sort of them doing your filing for you as well because oh, everything yeah. you need is in there. Yeah, That's true. And, and then that way, that way when they say, hey, can you look up and see when this happened or when I sent this letter or what happened, you can just go to that it's one easy. account and yep. it'll be easy because let's face it, I'm pretty, uh, I, I don't know if anyone's like me, but my email is full of, junk emails from like food fast food companies that oh. we've gone to once or earring companies <laughs> underwear companies oh. and I get all these emails and I, it fills up my inbox every day I really should just go and unsubscribe to them all but things can easily get missed in mm. in, in your Again. general day-to-day -day email account yeah. so that's a really good tip and if that's the only email address that your lawyer's got and the only email address you use and it's not there then you can categorically say it wasn't sent or I haven't received. Also, little thing is you can set up rules if you want to to subdivide it, but I wouldn't think it's necessary. If the sent stuff will be all, everything you've sent will be in your sent folder and yep. everything they've sent in the inbox. It's, it's yep. perfect. Yeah. Right. And now number three is this thing that's interesting. I hadn't heard of this before, Mum, is to have a look at the CC 
and mm. see who's been CC'd into the emails and use yes. reference numbers. So can you talk us through how that helps? Okay. So a lot we have a lot more contact directly with our clients these days. You in the old days it was phone calls and then our letters would go out in snail mail, right? Yeah. Um, but now there's a lot more quick emails between the lawyer and client or or even longer ones. But we don't do very good filing, I'm told. And so our secretaries are will usually copy our secretary in when we send something. And if they do, remember to copy their secretary in when you send something back so that that's a complete record for them as well and saves them one little step in the process. So basically what you're saying is lawyers are focused on getting cases and doing things. Mm. They're mm. less focused on filing. And because it's not paper and they can't just put it in the to-be-filed yes. folder that I used to have to go and do for you, you did, when I yes. went in high school, there is no to-be-filed folder because it's your actual inbox. So mm-hmm. if they CC in the second that was cc'd in when you sent it have a look in this in the box yeah and if you put the reference number in that's going to just help your communication be tracked yeah particularly if you're in a big firm if you're dealing with a big firm so yes so that's a very and i appreciate that when a client picks up on that and uses those two things and the other thing was re so i don't even know what re stands oh, for yeah regarding it's oh, old-fashioned so in you know when we say the subject right yes. um lawyers do re colon, dash, (laughs) your family law matter, which tells you nothing, you know. And sometimes the clients write back with re your client family law matter and then they hear. And so the the subject line becomes a a nonsense. So I always try to put uh, re the holiday house. Or right. something, do you know? Right. And and when they write back, I hope they'll do it, read the holiday house and use the same thread. So you yeah. can glance at your inbox as a lawyer and go, oh, yes, okay, I can see yeah. that I really need to deal with that urgently today. Yes, yes that's right, okay. instead of a generic thing. And from for the filing point of view, when the lawyer, when the secretary files it in a, um, on an electronic file hours or in the cloud, if they just file it by date, I'm clueless. I'm looking going, was it was it then? When did the, when did the, I hear about the holiday house? I think it was May the first, I don't know. But if the if it's saved as, you know, uh first of May 2023, holiday house, right? Because that'll be how they save it. Um, they save correct. it with that heading. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Good tips. There we go. I'm still thinking back to when I used to work for you in high school and at uni and we had those pink folders and I'd put it on the that what is it like a pin you'd stab it through the pin? oh the pink yes yes those some um, spikes for telephone yeah. messages on oh, my hat I used to have nightmares about them yes. I finished work one day I remember there were 26 phone calls to return oh gosh and I said to my secretary are you trying to kill me you know <laughs> and then <laughs> we have right. to ring the ones we could and ring the others and say we couldn't get back so that's why emails are so good yeah uh, because uh, a lawyer can quickly respond our yeah. phone calls, it's, hello, how are you? Hope you're well. Are you going okay? Yeah, I'm going okay. What have you been? And then you gradually get to the topic. So mm. I guess I'm a bit like a, a millennial in that, you know, I, uh, I really want to do it quickly rather than yes. all the niceties. And let's be fair, if you're the one who's paying the bill, you'd be wanting yep. it to be done quickly because it's going to cost you more to have a big long conversation than send a quick email. And okay, that so- brings us to that tip of lumping them together if you've yes. got a lot of questions. So, yes, definitely do that. But we actually didn't 
put that in there, but we've got tip number four. Their other side has written something and they've sent it to you to look at. You're saying to put it in a Word document and write your answers underneath, then send it to you. Can you explain yeah. what that is all about? Okay, so so it's often a letter will come from the other lawyers to your lawyer saying, your client this, your client that, da, 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 da. Yeah, okay. Uh, there's two ways we could deal with that. We could ring you and say, what do you think about this and get instructions over the phone. We can email you and say, what do you think about this? And you can respond by email. That's my preferred. However, I often find when people do answer the email, they don't answer everything. So if you cut and paste the words of their letter into something, a Word document, change the colour of your font, not to red, but something dark and cap, even in capital letters, and then you can address each clause and say, oh, no, actually, this didn't happen. This is what that does. So that your lawyer can then draft a letter responding easily. He's seeing what they said and what you say in, and it's all sorted you know, and you won't have missed anything. There won't have to be a follow-up letter saying, what about the, or you didn't read it properly. And that's why they all cost money. And and you might skim. So I'm the same in my personal stuff. You know, you get a letter and the, if you get a bit that says, I don't know, you've won lotto, you don't win, you don't read the rest of it. Or if you get a letter from the doctor saying, we think it might be cancer, you don't read the rest of it. You just mm. see that bit. And so if you're getting something from the other side, it's like a little grenade into your life and you go, whoa, and you answer the bit that affects you. Yeah. So with this way, you can be methodical in your responses and you can then save it into answered correspondence. Yeah. Yay. Okay. okay. The next one, Mum, it's all about disclosure and really excitedly at the moment we're updating the course and so anyone yeah. who's in the course who's listening, you'll, you'll see there's some new episodes and lessons there for you about disclosure. And Mum, so you're saying when it comes to disclosure, Mum, it's really important that the client gives it a clear, concise, descriptive name so you're not searching for years trying to find one document. Hmm, that's right. Or that the, the secretaries aren't, aren't spending hours collating documents because most firms, that time's charged to you as well. I know when I save a document, sometimes it just says PDF. Okay. <laughs> I take the time to rename and it might be Westpac Bank statements, loan account or bank account number and put the account number or put just the last four digits we usually use, right? And then, then each one will have that as a heading and then the dates, right, mm -hmm. so that they can all be put together and easily located um, right. and, and you know what you've sent, they know what they've got. So that um, from the fact that, that you've given that as an idea to be one of the top five things that someone should do for you, I'm guessing it must be a nightmare for lawyers to find disclosure documents if people just email a whole bunch of PDFs that are like PDF number 123, PDF number 456. Yep. Yeah, and, and you've got the power to, at your end, for a little bit more trouble, they will be forever properly identified. For instance, if you save them a certain way and they're not, it's it's like your own unique system, your lawyers or staff are going to have to rename them to lodge them into this, log them into a perhaps a Dropbox or, or what a Google Drive or whatever, and for the other side. Ultimately, it's the lawyers on the other side and maybe the judge who are going to see these documents. Mm. So name them properly from the beginning. Oh. And that's the other tip. When you get your own a new address, email address for the court, mm. don't put anything terrible Rude. as your username. 
Okay. You know, not not my next wife will be normal at gmail.com. <laughs> all, all name the disclosure document, butt faces, <laughs> bank statement. <laughs> okay, I can see. Okay, Don't so see any of that. I've seen look, it. Oh, you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. And, and I've seen one too where the phone records were called and – they had a really awful name for the other parent as the as their name in the contacts, and the judge was very upset and critical about mm. that. Mm. Yes, so be careful what you say. Okay. Very proper. Yes. yes. Now, in the course, uh, we we are providing the ones that we are slowly uploading. It shows how you can set it out using our system, how to put all your disclosures together, what we recommend. Um, definitely, though, think about it before you see a lawyer or if you are seeing a lawyer and they start asking you for disclosure, create your own system so that it's going to move smoothly for you. And I guess when you think about it, mum, as a lawyer, from the lawyer's perspective, if they can easily find things and track things down, they might discover stuff that they might not have been bothered to discover. Well, no, we have to read every page. We have to read every page, but it's going to cost you a lot more if it's not collated into something sensible. But the, a lawyer, when you send a document to a lawyer in response to disclosure, we we skim to see if it's okay to go. If it's okay and you've labelled it properly, we can simply get it forwarded to the other lawyer. We read it at our leisure later. But it's it's just getting that foundation right of your mm -hmm. case. You may never end up in court, but what if you do? You may never um, go beyond mediation. But, you know, you, you need to be able to say to yourself, I did send all those documents. Here's my proof. It's in my email address and I've labelled them properly. Yeah, and like you used to say to me, Mum, do it right and do it once. Or do it once or do it, I can't even remember. But say <laughs> yeah, that to me. Do it once and do it right. And I used to say to all my staff, don't put it down, put it away. <laughs> but if you could see the floor of my office, I've just come back from Melbourne. Um, I haven't lived by that today. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. And I didn't come back from Melbourne. I don't know what my excuse is. So number six, and this is when you're going to the lawyer to have a mm. meeting. The yeah. one thing you say is really helpful for your lawyers. You're invited to our free webinar. Whether you're stuck at the beginning of deciding to divorce or you're struggling to find your way through the legal jargon and fear of the unknown of the legal process, we are here to empower you to take control. Join us to learn what steps you can take, followed by a live Q&A where you get Lynn, my amazing mum, and family law accredited specialist to answer your questions. All you have to do is go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au and click on Reserve My Seat. Register now for our free webinar to help you make the best decision for your future. We'll see you there. Hurry, spaces are limited, so don't miss out. Register today. Number six, and this is when you're going to the lawyer to have a meeting. The yeah. one thing you say is really helpful for your lawyers. Going to see a lawyer takes notes. Why, Mum? Well, because sometimes they don't repeat what they've said to you in a letter and you need to remember what they said. And it's like that old cancer or gold lotto or whatever it is thing. If you're there and you're stressed and you've asked one question, you might not notice the other stuff that you get told. So it, it helps you reflect on it if you want to discuss it with your friend later. Um, it's all there and you've got a record. Uh, don't don't make him don't make your lawyer don't go, oh, hang on a minute, I'll just write that down. No, just write quick notes. Just so that you've got an idea and it'll help get it into your brain. Are you able to record No. Them? 
You can ask, uh, but normally not. That the risk okay. with that is the I'm sure a lawyer won't mind, but the risk is, of that is perhaps the kids getting a hold of it or someone subpoenaing it. Now it's it's privileged from when I say privileged, if people ask for that, you're allowed to say no, I can't. That was brought into being as part of my legal legal case, and therefore it's privileged information. You can't have it, but a a audio recording of an interview with a lawyer just has the capacity to me to be. Um, misused you know someone okay. might get a hold so of it send it okay all right don't do that don't take my bad idea okay <laughs> and also, you right. should ask if they if they want you to or if you if they mind but if they say they, yeah. they mind you can't do it anyway okay so take notes mm-hmm. take a friend we always say that as mm. well number seven is take your chronology. Now, we, we bang on about this in our webinars. Yeah. We bang on about this in our course. We've got a downloadable chronology you can use in our course. Timeline. Can you just give a brief reason why taking a chronology or a timeline to a lawyer is helpful for your okay. lawyer? Because it just needs a lawyer to quickly skim down and they've got the nuts and bolts of the case. So we need to see age of the parties at marriage. So you usually put the date of birth of the oldest one, date of birth of the next one, and then you can put how old they are. And then we quickly skim down. We've got the whole history, how many kids, when you're separated. And, of course, that matters um, in calculating things. So take your chronology or your timeline, take notes. Number eight, it's pretty basic, be on time. <laughs> so yeah. is, is that that must be hard? Is that, well, it is, is that really it is hard and it can upset the lawyer. The lawyers try to run on time. Um, I don't think mo- most lawyers are pretty punctual, okay, because they don't have wall-to-wall clients, so they're able to structure their day to take in a client, but they may have booked another client straight after. So if you're late, um, you will have less time with the lawyer or you're causing like a – because they'll just terminate the call, or the visit. Or they might have court even. Mum, well, that's right. That's right. It, it's just common yeah. courtesy. And, again, it makes you kind of a favourite client, a no-trouble client. <laughs> now, this one was interesting. You explained this to me. I, I, like, I know I went through my divorce, but I'm a, I feel like I went through my divorce in the Stone Age because all this high-tech stuff didn't really happen back then. It was only a couple of years ago. Yeah. So you were saying that don't take USB sticks yeah. to, your, to your lawyer when giving documents and, and it's better to bring soft copies. Can you explain why? Yeah, better to send a soft copy. Well, the USBs now can carry viruses, okay? And so and because we've, we've just had so many and most computers, they're linked to different um, offices and up to the cloud. So one virus can bring the whole firm down. So they, a lot of firms have a policy now. You don't use a USB under any circumstances. It's much safer if you send it by um, in a Dropbox or send it even by email, whatever it is you've got to say. Um, that way your the computer scan, uh, virus scanners can pick it up. Mm. Right. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, that's important. So if you're going to the lawyer to talk about a document, then print it out before you go or email it. Yes, preferably email idea? it beforehand and take a hard copy for you to look at and refer um, you don't want to be okay. too tied up on your devices while you're talking to the lawyer. Okay. And then the, it's, a, it's a bit of an obscure last one for top tip number 10, but that is give your lawyer permission to text mm. you. So can you talk me through that? Yeah. So I have a few special people that I have. They I have their, they have my 
mobile and I have theirs and that way I can quickly text if there's a crisis or they can quickly text. Not not all lawyers will do that in a reciprocal way, but if they can t- send you a text, if there's a cancellation, if they're running late, if um, they need you to call them urgently and they can't get a hold of you, you know, we don't always all check our emails all day long on our computers, but we always know what texts we've got in. So give them permission to do it that way so that you can you can be comforted that if there's nothing in the text, there's nothing dramatic happening that you need to deal with. I'm going to be clear about this. I know you keep saying we, but you are really, really, really trying to stop being a full-time lawyer and you're trying to <laughs> only consult yeah. at your firm. So I know there's a lot of people that have been trying mm-hmm. to get you to become their lawyer and and bless your hearts. I know you're all going through horrible things, but mum doesn't have the that, you know, capacity, but she does have other lots of lovely lawyers that work under yeah. her that she can help consult with. Yeah. So yeah, just sorry. I yes, I was using in. kind of like the royal we there, but I mean yes. lawyers <laughs> in general, lawyers in general yes. who can who can yes. get in touch with you. I mean, but on on that note, though, yeah. Mum, we are actually looking for recommendations mm. for anyone who one of our listeners or our members who have got lawyers that are good to yes, get it, please. Um, because we have so many people writing in from all around Australia going, "Can you recommend to the lawyer? Can you recommend a lawyer?" So if you have a lawyer that you think deserves a star and they are amazing, and you wish other people knew how amazing they were, you can email us at the Divorce Course Podcast at gmail dot com or. Do DM mum on Facebook or DM me on Insta mm. or TikTok and, and and we would love to know about them because we're planning mum's gonna do some interviews, mm. work some work with works with some of these lawyers to have them maybe in our recommendation list so that we can provide that list to those who call yes. out and ask because it is a need, isn't it? It mum? is and mediators as well and barristers. It's yes. really it's it's important to get the right ones. To help you, yes, you know, and and that, the best people to tell us who are the right ones are really you guys. If you found yeah. a good one, okay. So let's look at the tips again. We've got tip number one: tell the truth. Mm. So yes, yes, that's pretty easy to do. Tip number two is to use email over phone. Tip number three: make sure you're CCing in whoever the lawyer had CC'd mm-hmm. in at the time. Make sure it's not your ex. <laughs> so don't CC in the other side. Yeah. But if it's the secretary of the firm, and make sure you use reference numbers and you're clear in your RE, your re regarding uh, that way that you know it's easier to be filed and understood. Number four. Make sure when you're answering or responding to an email from the other side saying she did this and she did that, you can just put it into Word and then put your response in bold underneath, maybe in or a different something letter. something like so that. that. Or, or number yeah. it with a big red felt pen and then number your response and photograph or the, the letter. Yep. Number five, make sure your disclosure is has clear names and clear labels and don't call it butt faces bank account. Yeah, that's so right. Make it be really <laughs> Clear from the get-go, yep. Number six, take notes. Number seven, take your chronology or your timeline. Number eight, be on time. Mm-hmm. Number nine, uh, with a tip for being on time, I just would like to point this out. I always pretend it's 15 minutes earlier than it is. I always put it in my diary and my calendar on my phone 15 minutes earlier and usually you make these bookings months in advance. And it happened to me actually the other day, I was going to a specialist and I'd put it in 15 minutes earlier and I was running late and I was panicking <laughs> and I finally got in there right on the dot and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm late. She goes, you're 15 minutes early. And I went, 
oh, that's right, I was. <laughs> so, so you were, trick you yourself. were brought up well. <laughs> yeah, trick yourself, trick yourself. Um, okay, and then number nine, try and keep your copies off USBs. You can keep your copies mm. on a USB if you want, but don't expect your lawyer to stick that in their drive because they probably won't. Mm. So provide it via email, via a, a, a link from Dropbox or, you know, Google Drive, etc. And then number 10 is give your lawyer permission to text you if they want, and then that way you can have a better communication process and I know not a, a lot of lawyers have their, a different phone mm-hmm. for work mm-hmm. so you know it's not that yeah. weird and a lot of businesses text now so yeah. it's becoming the it's norm. great yeah mum before we go mm-hmm. again a reminder anybody who is listening who does have a lawyer that's great or has been through and has had a great lawyer let us yep. know but if anyone has got a manipulative or controlling ex and they're going through this with their lawyer are there any other top tips that you can think of that might help? Yes. Um, well, I think record keeping is the one way to call out a manipulative and controlling. Um, you may have to at some point, if a lawyer will step out for a while, say to them, look, this is going to cost me too much. They're just going to argue every point. Can I just take over my own case for a while? Um, and you tell them you're not acting at the moment and I'll get this all squared away and then I'll come back to you after. Because sometimes man- manipulative and controlling people use their lawyer to cause cause your lawyer to do more work for you and run up costs. Of course. All right. So, yeah, think about that with it. And definitely a really good tip you can help your lawyer with is document, document, document. Don't send it to them, but keep it in case. When they want it, they'll call for it and you'll go, yes, I have that here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. What about high conflict? How do you help your lawyer if you've got a high conflict? Any other things? Uh, again, it's it's records, isn't it? And be ready to say to your lawyer, "Look, I'm not I'm not willing to die in a ditch over that point. Just uh, agree that we disagree on that one and move on." Or ask your lawyer, "Does that really matter in the overall outcome? You know, do do we have to prove this point for me to get what I'm entitled to, or is it something that?" we can just say, look, we're not going to discuss that. So limit the debate, limit the debate. Okay. All right. And then avoidant. If you've got an avoidant Mm. ex, how can you help your lawyer? Uh, Get the lawyers, if they're contacting them or emailing them, to put a non-threatening thing in the the re, you know. (laughs) Not re your continued uh, 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 avoidance of our case or whatever. Um, Also, uh, sometimes I'd get my clients to ring or, or text or email their ex and say, by the way, there's a letter coming from my lawyer. Um, don't freak wow. out. It's just this. So that they, it's like really avoidant people don't even open the letters and mails. Could you put like subject, cute, fluffy puppies inside? I don't think any lawyer is going to do that. <laughs> but I have been known to email some of my avoidant clients uh, and highly anxious clients with re- this is good news, nothing to worry about. <laughs> I think that's good, right? Yeah. You, you don't want to get an email from your lawyer and go, oh, no, what now? And yes. Then- well, he confessed he couldn't open my emails because he was worried. It was a shot from his ex. And I also had another lady saying the same thing, that she said, I really love you, Lynn, but every time I see the name of the firm, I feel sick. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so sad, isn't it? But, yes, yeah, so... So I, that's what I do for avoidant people, yeah. And if it's amicable, well, it can be laid on the line. Just don't let your lawyer 
uh, make a, a molehill out of your, uh, mount, make a mountain out of your little molehill, you know, tell him not, or tell your lawyer to pull it back. Make sure, of course, yep. you're not being, uh, his, your ex is not being friendly just because you haven't said no to him yet. Um, so mm. test that out. Mm. But if it's truly friendly, uh, then you can say to your lawyer to just tone the rhetoric down. Don't need to give deadlines. He'll get back to us, you know, and just um, work on it that way. It's still going to be precise, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's so that covers amicable as well, really, doesn't it? It's, yeah, I think I was doing that, with that for amicable, Laura. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting late in yes, the in I the said it. now. <laughs> Um, you did I say did. it, Mum. Now, before we go, mm. I think we need to announce uh, a lucky person who has given us a oh, review um, who gets to have a free chat with you, Mum. So I'm just... All right, so once a month, so every four episodes or so, we re- read one review out that has been on Apple and we give that person the chance to have a free chat with Mum. So today's... We to this month's person we are choosing their their username mum is pretty funny actually it's login failure <laughs> so whoever login failure is please email us at the divorce course podcast at gmail.com so we can arrange that call for you and the title is absolute godsend 1.5 years into my case and not even near an interim oh. hearing I wish I'd discovered these ladies earlier binge listening to every episode from the beginning thank you thank you thank you so oh. mum there you go oh, that's you're, so sweet you're helping so many people yeah. and there were some other lovely um, comments there as well other lovely reviews and we thank you so much for them because every time you make a review it gives Apple and or Spotify even the chance to push us a little bit more out into the internet world so that other people just like you can find us and and that is our main goal isn't it it, mum to help those people so thank you so much mum i hope this episode helped you if you haven't seen a lawyer yet don't feel overwhelmed by what we've said but this will make you be like the shiny best behaved school kid and the teacher's pet and it's always good to have your lawyer on your side so (laughs) don't you think that's right It's, it's like um it's like having your systems in place early on yes and and we all know yes. systems are the secret to success this is yeah. right and telling the truth is also the secret to yes, success <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm wishing everybody who's listening the best of luck let us know about those lawyers please 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 and thank you mum so much for your time thank you laura bye everyone thank you Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording in 2020.